You like coffee, right? I like coffee. Everyone drinks coffee. If you want to get some specialty coffee and home brewing supplies with free weekday, same-day delivery throughout Winnipeg, check out Never Better Coffee. Visit their website at neverbettercoffee.ca to find out how to drink better coffee at home and get your favorite coffees delivered citywide. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Welcome to Witch Please Radio. Uh, as usual, during this weird time we're in, I'm doing a remote call. This is the new normal, I think. Um, I actually kind of like it. It's funny because when I started doing these remotely, I thought it was going to suck and I wouldn't uh, enjoy it as much as doing the in-person meetups, but it, it actually works out pretty well, and I've been able to sort of churn out the episodes a lot faster this method than I would have if I was driving around the city. So I guess I miss a bit of that personal touch one-on-one, but uh, it's a good solution during this crazy time. But anyway, the guest on this show is someone who is related to the music scene for sure, but I think that this podcast often focuses too much on strictly just the musicians, just the people in the bands. And I've done a few episodes over the years where I've talked to uh, music photographers, I've talked to people who design uh, show posters, and things like that, and those are always get a pretty good response, is sort of talking to the tangentially related uh, music people. So I think maybe the best way to start is if you want to just introduce yourself and sort of give a bit of background about what it is that you do. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. It's kind of a neat experience for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm Scott Devine. I own and operate Divine Shirt Company uh, since 2013. Okay. We've been uh, screen printing, uh, graphic design, embroidery for a lot of the Winnipeg bands, uh, merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. That's in a nutshell what we do. <laughs> sure. And I mean, I, I definitely see your name coming up a lot with local bands because it seems like you have, I don't know if you have like a monopoly on them or not. I know there's other people doing it, but you definitely seem to have a lot of clients from the local music scene. Was that sort of, when you started this, this business out, was that sort of what you were trying to do is reach out to people like bands who were doing sort of DIY projects? Yeah, like, I've got a musical background myself, so I definitely um, wanted to work with like-minded individuals. Sure. Uh, small businesses as well. I mean, I didn't really have a target market, but I definitely knew what kind of groups I didn't want to work with more so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, with musicians, it was always very... Uh, casual, relaxed, everybody's kind of easygoing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted, you know. But that's my personality kind of to a T, so I wanted to deal with people kind of on the same stream. Okay. How did you even get involved in this in the first place? I've been printing for a very long time. Uh, in 99, I took a, a graphic design course, and there was also printing elements worked in there. And right out of school, I ended up working in the flexographic printing field, which is printing stickers for food. Oh, cool. And uh, I, I did that for like 20 years and kind of around the 2013 mark, I actually started my own company printing T-shirts. Okay. It didn't really start out as me wanting to be in business so much as I just wanted to have unique T-shirts that nobody else had. And uh, it kind of just morphed from there. People were finding out, hey, he prints T-shirts, we need T-shirts. Yeah. I would do small orders here and there. And before I knew it, I was 
like bursting at the seams. I didn't have any time for sleeping and anything, let alone, you know, working the full-time job and the part-time job. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, so it's, it, it's cool how it's kind of a, I mean, you're on a similar DIY track to a lot of the bands. I mean, you've, you've even shared sort of jam space and business space with bands in the past too, right? So you're definitely yeah. like kind of embedded within the scene despite, you know, not necessarily being a, a, a musician. It's a cool situation to be in, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, just being in that building that, like, had the fire in it. But, I mean, yeah. being in the building definitely gave me a connection because there's so many bands around and uh, some of which I was printing for. And, yeah, it was just a kind of a neat experience. But it's I kind of postured myself for that. I, I always wanted to be in with a group of like-minded individuals and sure. musicians just were kind of that that person sure so have you seen uh, like how have you seen i guess band merch change over the years because i mean i think merch is one of those things that's always going to be around whether bands are recording and posting it on spotify or putting out vinyl or putting out tapes like t-shirts and stickers and patches and pins and all that stuff that's always seems to be a constant like have you noticed any major shifts in the time you've been doing this in what bands are looking for yeah, I mean, when I first started out in 2013, it was almost 90% single color prints. Okay. Uh, nothing, like the designs were intricate, but there wasn't much color going on. Sure. I've definitely seen a shift more to like more um, colorful designs, but not just the designs. The t-shirts have, a lot more bands are trying out different color t-shirts. Not just black. Not sticking with, yeah, the black with the white print. Yeah. Although that's still popular. It's kind of, you know, it, there's a, definitely a shift there. Uh, and then online stores. Yeah, um, sure, It sure. used to be, used to just be that you were slinging your shirts at shows and then through your social media, like, people who kind of knew you or, you know, now there's, people are setting up online stores. So if you're not buying at the show, like, you couldn't make the show, or if you're out of town, then you can now support the band that way. So totally. Definitely the online presence has kind of really taken over. And especially during what we're going through right now. I yeah. mean, there are no shows, so how else are you selling your merch? Well, that was kind online. of what my next question was going to be. Is, is how, I know how this has affected bands because, you know, I'm talking to musicians twice a week here and they've all had an impact from this, this pandemic. But how has it affected you? I mean, again, like you said, online stores are still a thing. I'm assuming people can still order from you online and things like that. Like, have you, has it slowed yeah. down considerably? Yeah, you know, initially around the end of March, it was it was gloom and doom. Yeah, nobody was doing anything because everything was really uncertain. Then I think people just got a little more comfortable with what was going on, and then they definitely had the avenue of selling their stuff up through social media and online stores, and that kind of I saw a really good spike in April and in May. Cool. And now I'm pretty much back to normal. Uh, and then now that shows are kind of starting to uh, get going again things are definitely back to normal that's good that's, that's I, I don't know if that can be said for a lot of businesses too right a lot of people are still in that uncertainty phase because things are just yeah. so weird right now yeah yeah a lot of my customers are like tattoo artists and okay. like that's probably in my opinion one of the worst hit industries sure, yeah, that yeah. we have in winnipeg and uh like it it breaks my heart because a lot of them didn't qualify for some of the government programs that were set up and yeah that's, <laughs> that's the hardest brutal, thing yeah, because their yeah. bread 
their bread and butter is like, you know, 12 inches away from their client and it's impossible to do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's something I think a lot of people don't think about when they think about sort of how things are reopening, right? Is there those businesses like that, which are, I guess they're not essential, quote unquote, but I mean, they're yeah. they're busy. They got a lot of customers that just can't go and can't get it done. But uh, obviously, yeah. t-shirts are a little different because people don't have to come and see you in person, right? Yeah. Oh, you do. I think you'd be surprised at how much uh, business I do without any contact at all. Oh, really? I get a lot of orders just online through email or they contact me through the Facebook page or the Instagram page. And I mean, I, I try and do a lot of drop offs when I'm done with the order. Yeah. Just so I kind of get that little face to face connection with the customer. But uh, there's times where people need to pick up at, a, at an hour where I'm not at home and sure. I just kind of like leave them behind for them and they grab them and it's uh yeah, so there's musicians I've printed for. And, <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what each other look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's kind of a good thing, and it's like I'm definitely more of an introverted person, so that sort of uh, works for me that way. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is cool, yeah. It's such a weird way of doing things compared to how it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything was sealed with a handshake, and sure, now it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now this might be the the normal this this might be how things go going forward just in general. Like things might be very hands off and very kind of like stay away from me, you might have the plague <laughs> kind of deal, right? Yeah. Oh no kidding. I mean and I think that a lot of people and even a lot of stores are since they've been kind of forced almost underground or to operate sure. you know, at home, I think a lot of people see the benefits of that. And I mean myself after after the fire in the shop, I yeah. actually moved my my operation home, and uh, there's definitely pluses and minuses that go with that. But you know, low overhead. A lot of sure. companies are seeing you can operate at some pretty decent capacity from your home without the overhead. You get the more flexibility lifestyle. Kids yeah. are all home from school early, so you know it. It may be more of a normal thing that we see a lot of the brick and mortar places kind of shutting down, yeah, and people just kind of expanding their home experience, setting up better offices and whatnot. Yeah, in in, in every industry too. I mean, I, I've been working from home since the pandemic started, like in my day job, yeah. and uh, I don't know when I'm going back. Like at some point, I probably will, but at this point, it's just uh, I can work from home, so so I do it, and it's it's very different, but it, it works. Yeah, and it's, it's it's possible. Um. No, I don't want to talk too much about the fire because I don't want you to, you know, it's a shitty thing to have to relive <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that that is a big deal. And I've talked to some of the other bands who have been, you know, on the show since then. And like, how, how, how badly did that, did that affect you? Like, just for, for context, I mean, it was a big warehouse. There was yeah. a lot of bands that, that jammed there. And you had yeah. you had your, your space in there as well, right? Yeah, like I had my space in there. I had probably like, Fifty to sixty thousand dollars worth of equipment wow. and blanks and and everything in there. And though I got insurance money, it was that dead time between um, the fire and when I actually got kind of operational again. Where there yeah. was like that that was a difficult time because I I was still operating under the kind of the I guess the guise of still being able to produce shirts, but friends were printing them for me. Oh, okay. Um, and I was I was really fortunate in the fact that I have such a good um, 
kind of community around me in the screen printing industry. Here in Canada, like I, one of my closest friends now is from Edmonton, and he was helping me out printing shirts while I couldn't, uh, helping put put together a, an equipment package so I could get going again. Oh, cool. And okay. like, uh, and then uh, the GoFundMe page, uh, it actually raised quite a bit of cash for me, so that helped. Nice. You know, so even though you have like the insurance kickback later, it's it takes so long for everything to be processed that. I don't think if you had those supports, you'd almost be closing your doors anyway. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even just not being able to produce. So, and then your customers are unsure, like, can you work? Can you not work? Maybe I'll go somewhere else for this couple orders. Well, as soon as they go somewhere else, there's the opportunity for them to be equally as happy there and stay there. So, and there's no uncertainty there because that place didn't burn down. Right. So yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's just a weird situation. Sorry, I was blown away by the by the client loyalty too. Yeah. Like it, it's it's one of those things where you don't really think about until you have to. But uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. That's Lots cool. of people were just reaching out and saying like, "Hey, I know you're not working right now. Let me know when you're back up. I want to get some shirts done just yeah. for support." And that was cool. That is that's awesome. So well, I know you do more than just shirts, though. Like, what else? What else do you do for a band, for example? Okay, for a band, like. Um, Stickers is what has been a, a pretty big thing lately. Uh, embroidery, cool. Uh, some graphic design services uh, like posters and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that, I think that would probably be the most of it. But okay. uh, buttons I've done. I mean, pretty much anything I can do, either in house or I have a connection through the industry to to uh, take care of. Okay. I guess shirts are the main thing, though, right? Shirts is the big... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you kind of focus on what's popular and shirts and embroidery, hats, whatnot. That, yeah. That's all the bread and butter of the operation, so... Well, I was, I was trying to think... I haven't played in a band in over a decade, and I was trying to think back to, like, you know, when I was in bands more actively over the years and, and like, what we did yeah. for stuff like that. And in almost every case we made any kind of merch, it would be through some kind of like fly by night operation where <laughs> you know it'd be some punky meeting yeah. in a show and he's like hey I have a screen printer and you give him like you know uh, some cash and he prints you these shitty shirts and you you know sell yeah. them for a couple bucks and I don't think that exists anymore I mean even these like crust punk bands and stuff I see them coming up with like really high quality like professionally yeah. produced merch I think it, I think that whole era of DIY being kind of lower quality is gone people are still doing it DIY but they're like they're going to people like you right yeah, I think, yeah, the market just demands higher quality, definitely. Um, and I think because people are so conscious about money now that they're not going to spend $15 on a shirt that's probably not going to last. They're going to yeah. spend the $15 on a shirt that's gonna they're going to be wearing in five years. The arms are going to fall off, and <laughs> they're going to have huge holes on it before the print breaks down. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then just for time, like um, bands – are probably like I know like when I was in a band it was all printed by ourselves. Yeah, really. exactly, yeah, yeah. We we bought a screen and hey, you hold the screen down and I'll I'll print it and it's, and you just don't have time for that. Like especially when once you start getting up in age a little bit, you're you're working, you're paying your bills, yep. you you want to focus on practicing and touring if you can and it's better just to let somebody else do it that's made the huge investment into buying the equipment. Totally. Well, yeah. and another thing I noticed too is, and this is this is very strange to me. I think it's a definitely a, a 
current like current day trend is that I see bands that are just starting out and they might have been together for three months and they already have like professional t-shirts professional hats they got big flags they got banners they got stickers and it seems like the merch yeah. is, is is it's a consideration that bands put into it like right from the beginning rather than something that they do once yeah. they're already established yeah i think i i almost encourage that because you make that investment and actually i think people are pretty surprised at how affordable merch is i think they go in thinking like oh we can't afford that but it's actually quite affordable. Yeah. You reach out, you get some prices, and you kind of get that surprised, oh, like, I didn't think it would be that. So you get in there, and that that little bit of cash that you can generate actually funds into to bigger things. And it kind of, I want to say it kind of propels the band along to, like, do more things and get more out there. And you definitely have bands that are putting out killer merch, and they're still kind of working on their craft. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it works great for me, and I mean, it, I think it works great for everybody, and you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just kind of a neat. It's just different. Like, what when was the last time you were in a band? How long has it been for you? Oh, it, like over twenty years. Right. So like things I, would have been very different, obviously, back then. Right? Just yeah. Saying, yeah. I re- I remember being uh, super excited about getting stickers printed at like a a quick copy. Place yeah, yeah, yeah. Right where they were just like paper stickers, and we we're like, oh man, these are amazing! I can't believe it! And you're like. Now you could buy a home printer from Walmart and it'd yeah. be the same quality and maybe better. I mean, yeah, and and I mean, the stickers I do now, they're the print is just amazing. It's it's unbelievable, and it's probably cost you the same. Sure, yeah. as as the Walmart kit would. So, yeah, it's yeah. A- it's a strange, strange future <laughs> we're in here. Obviously, it works out great for someone like you, and it works out great for me too, being able to do these podcasks through the magic of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. so, as far as like bands coming to you and wanting merch, do you have? Is there anything that you won't do? Like, are there other depending on who it is or what they want to have on the shirt? Do you have kind of uh, yeah. guidelines? Like, absolutely nothing hate related. Yeah. Um, like, and I and it's sad to say, but. I definitely have turned away work because of questionable content. Oh, really? And I think I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of went on my own and I, I wanted to keep things small. Uh, I don't ever see myself hiring a bunch of employees and keeping overhead, yeah. like uh, paying employees and everything, just because I want the final say on everything. I want to be able to say, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to print that or I can't print that or, hey, I'm going to take a week off. I don't want to have to worry about people's livelihoods, but for the main thing that it's just, if I don't believe in it, I won't print it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to be okay with not making the money. I think once you start putting the pressure of supporting other people like employees, you start doing things you probably wouldn't have normally done, like take orders that, you know, maybe are questionable to you. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so there's, there's that, and I try to give everybody the most honest depiction of what I can do and what I can't do. So if somebody comes in with an order that I'm just not capable of doing, I'll probably tell them, hey, look, like this is outside of my wheelhouse. Right. You know, you'd be better off doing it. I think honesty is the best way to do things when it comes to that. But I haven't really encountered that one yet where I've turned a customer away because of something I couldn't do. Okay. Usually I dump a bunch of cash and time into something, learn how to do it and then do it. You know, even if it takes emailing the customer a couple of times and saying like, Hey, 
I'm still working at it. I just need a little more time. Yeah. And again, working with bands, they're generally like, hey, we're cool with that. We just want it to look killer. So this is yeah. maybe a weird question, but like if you're working with a band that you really like, do you make any shirts for yourself? Is that, or is that like a huge ethical no-no? Well, no. Um, like I keep a sample just on hand just to kind of throw on social media. And then when people do come to the shop and they want to, you know, look at print samples, I'll have print samples cool. on hand so they can feel the print. They can see what it looks like. Cause I mean, seeing a picture of a t-shirt is one thing, but actually feeling the shirt, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing the print. And I mean, I'm still a fan actually pretty much everybody I print for, I, I check out, kinda, yeah. you know, it's pretty awesome. I, I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of everybody, but I mean, I definitely am a fan of music in general and my tastes are really diverse. So it's kind of cool that I get to print stuff for them. And yeah, so I, I keep a sample. I don't really own any shirts that I wear out with print. Okay. That's just, I, I kind of, I think I see print so much that I just wear blank shirts all makes the sense. time. But, makes sense a lot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I definitely keep a sample on hand and, you know, kind of to look back to, it's kind of, it's kind of neat to look back on the stack and go, oh man, I printed that. Or yeah, yeah. I printed that a year ago, or this was one of my first prints and look how, you know, look what I did wrong. Look what I did right. It's kind of like a learning experience over again. Yeah, that's cool. Do you, have you been introduced to a lot of bands that you're like a fan of now through that process, through them coming to you and ordering shirts and then you check them out? Yeah. Like that's generally how it always goes is somebody writes in, wants a quote. I'm like, yeah, what band are you in? Oh, this band, I check them out. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and especially with, when you're dealing with like local bands here in Winnipeg, like there's bands that pop up almost all the time. New bands popping in. Yeah. Every week there's a new band. It's like, 10 yeah, new or, bands or like yeah. yeah, like this guy now plays with this band and there's like, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I get exposed to a lot of new music for sure. Yeah. 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 Do, do bands make up like the, the majority of, of your business, like of what you're dealing with? If I had to put a percentage on it, I would probably say 70% okay. of it. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the rest are small businesses. Again, I kind of pick who I want to work with just because of that. I mean, that's not to say I won't print for some huge conglomerate if they wanted <laughs> to pay me the money. Sure. But, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm more suitable, just my personality my business model definitely fits more for the smaller uh, companies. I mean, I, I could do thousands and thousands of shirts for a company if they wanted, but I feel it's a better turnaround. Uh, I don't know. I don't get sick of looking at the same t-shirt for four days while I'm printing it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I kind of always, yeah, I, I just kind of keep myself small just, just to, uh, I don't know, experience a new, a new order every couple hours is keeping it fresh. No, that makes sense. You don't, yeah, you, you get something new every day, you know, you're going to work and dealing with the same, same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. I get that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So this is just like, um, this, this idea that I, I've always had that I don't think is ever going to happen, but because you make shirts, <laughs> I would run it by you. There, there's been so many bands over the years that, you know, either they were around and broke up or died or whatever before, kind of the current audience was able to to experience them or bands that are still around but you know their merch their classic merch is long out of print long gone like 
Yeah. What would it take? I realize there's all you, there'd be all these permissions and, and money and things involved, but to get like some kind of uh, historical Winnipeg band merch made, because I, I think I feel like there'd be a huge yeah. market for that from bands that aren't around anymore that people would just oh, be like. I, absolutely. Like I talk to Dave Larue all the time. I'm like, dude, you got to get some Bucko shirts reprinted. Yeah, I'd buy a Bucko shirt. Try yeah. and get the, I, I try and get them to like, and they kind of laugh it off. Some bands are kind of like, yeah, hey, you know. Uh, my idea is always take the profits and split it with a cause. I always thought totally. it'd be cool. Like, Hey, take in, um, print some retro shirts, donate a bunch of money to somebody. And I think everybody kind of wins in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some killer shirts I'd love to have myself. And yeah, I, I would love to do that again. It's yeah. You're talking with a band and you know, maybe they don't have the budget or, you know, maybe they've left, that kind of lifestyle behind them and they're yeah 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 it's just, i would love to do there's that, so though. many shirts that even i owned back in the 90s and stuff that are just you know they're long gone and they wouldn't fit me now anyway yeah. <laughs> like you know i wish i still had but yeah it's this pipe dream i yeah. guess so one day i'll find a band who actually i mention it to and they're like yeah let's do it and then they'll probably call you up and <laughs> it'll happen but yeah. yeah oh that'd be amazing because that's I've, I've always been behind that and i love real like i love vintage clothes yeah. and i i mean I just think everybody would be even if you hadn't heard that band at the time, you it would kind of like be a, be a cycle where you get the shirt and then you're like, oh, I got a Bucko shirt. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm gonna check them out. Or or a Guy Smiley shirt. Go check out by Guy Smiley, and you're like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I would love to. A Guy Smiley shirt it's, would it's probably sell a ton of shirts too. Amazingly, yeah. amazingly. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this and talk to some people. <laughs> It's gonna get on. You know what? As I said, if if we made that happen, I would do um, special rates, and hopefully we could make a donation to something. And especially during this like weird time, yeah, be awesome. Just kind of give back somehow, and everybody wins. You get cool shirts. I get a little business. Whatever cause we pick gets a donation. It'd be it'd be amazing. And it brings the band back into into people's consciousness too. A band that might have broken up fifteen years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna, then, I'm gonna then, work on that. <laughs> or, they, or they do the reunion tour to push the merch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they need to sell it to somebody, right? So <laughs> that, that, that's the way to encourage them to do a reunion show for sure. <laughs> yeah, for I like sure. that idea. So you're doing this out of your home right now, right? Yes. So do you, you you obviously have like a designated space to do it, and how much how much physical space does all this take up? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be a lot, right? Uh, yeah, like. Before the fire, I was in my basement, and it was about 600 square feet. And after the fire, I got a bigger press, took up a little room, a little more room. I'm probably at 800 square feet okay. in my basement. Uh, currently, I'm in the works of getting a shop, actually. But it's kind of everything is slower with the COVID. Sure. Uh, like, you know, they're, they're not they're not fixing the space up as quickly as I'd like to. And I think my wife wants me out of the basement. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. Cause I mean, the kids being home from school, uh, so early that, uh, now I can set them up doing something, run down, print a bunch of shirts, yeah. check on them. You know, the kids come down, they're curious. My little guy, actually, I think he's going to end up being a screen printer. He's always coming down and checking it out. And that's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's your employees. You have you have built-in employees. Yeah, it'll <laughs> truly be Divine Shirt Company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Divine so, and Sons. Divine and Sons. There you go. Yeah, it's even better. 
you don't have to do much to the logo. Just add another word there and you're good, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if people want to find out more about, like if someone is in a band and they want to get shirts made, what is the process for doing that? I mean, is it just a matter of, of emailing you and uh, sort of talking about what they want or how does that go? Yeah, like I, I kind of come, uh, I kind of get people at all le- different levels of uh, readiness come at me with emails. Okay. So I get the customer that's had shirts before. They want to get a reprint. Maybe their old printer um, is out of business or, or for whatever reason, they've got completed artwork ready to go. I just give them a quote and, and then we go from there. And I also get people who've never done merch before. Yeah, They want to know what kind of price is, what kind of artwork do they need? Maybe they need artwork produced. Um, so I, I, I've gone from, Hold ha- uh, holding hands with a customer all the way through to uh, basically like a quick high five. Here's the artwork. So um, if you email me, I'll make sure you get everything you need. And uh, yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's very simple. All you really need is an idea of what, what you want on the shirt and the rest we can kind of take care of uh, in, through the process. Cool. And then I guess because you're a small DIY local business, I imagine the turnaround is a lot different with someone locally than it would be if they're ordering from Toronto or something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's it's depending on workload. I mean, I am a single guy doing the process start yeah. to finish, office all the way down to packaging. So, I mean, there are times where I'm just absolutely swamped and I'm printing for 16 hours a day. <laughs> well, and, and, and I just mentioned like, hey, I need another couple of days. And usually people are pretty cool about that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, turnaround times can be anywhere from a week to three weeks okay. is kind of what you want to prepare yourself for. But again, there's I always get people, hey, I need shirts for Friday and it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I usually make it happen. I, I try my best to make things happen. I don't know. I just don't sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, maybe you don't have an answer to this, but do you have a favorite shirt you've done for a local band i know you've been doing this for years and you must have done like, hundreds of shirts but is there one that oh, stands out i've done so many crazy crazy shirts i would say probably my favorite one is uh favorite design i've done was the chernobyl wolves okay. album cover one. Oh yeah yeah it, yeah there's like four million colors in it and it was so challenging i think i burnt the screens <laughs> five times just to get it to look right it, yeah it it really kick my kick my ass <laughs> like it, it took everything out of me but uh at the end product just turned out to look so good that uh i don't know i think it's the cool design and that sense of pride of uh conquering the design sure that's probably my favorite one cool but cool so many bands and i don't know like the votov stuff is always really awesome uh did some shirts for mortalists which was really amazing cool i don't know they're all my favorite because they kind of <laughs> keep me going. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the Chernobyl Wolves one because it kind of goes back, I think, to what we were saying at the beginning is that like a punk band 15 years ago would have done black shirt, white print, and that's it. And now they're doing yeah. these big epic kind of, uh, you know, really oh, illustrative man. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and one of their other designs I printed kind of at the same time was just that yeah. black shirt, white print. Really, still a really awesome print, but yeah, it's kind of neat to see like the appreciation for both styles now, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I print a lot of like 
black with white print still. Sure. Well, that's, that's still cool like the see. main, I mean, you know, punk bands do that all the time. Metal bands do that all the time. Even probably yeah. like, you know, hard rock kind of bands. Anything with any degree of heaviness seems to go for those those colors, right? Or black Absolutely. Colors. Yeah. And another thing too is cost consideration. I, I always try and like get people to make the best choice for the first run. Okay. Like if you're, if, if you kind of mention that you have a certain budget, I try and work within that. And sometimes it's just the single color print. Like, uh, the, if the more colors, the, the more costly the, the shirt order is going to be. So, Starting out bands, I generally kind of say like, "Hey, why don't you do this for your first run? Yeah, generate a little bit of revenue so that the next one can be like the, you know, the multicolor print and the blow away print." Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So if people want to want to, you know, make an order with you, what I, I know you have a website. Where, where do they find you online? Yeah, www.divineshirtcompany.com. You can also check me out on Instagram. Probably my most famous is. Uh, at Divine Shirts, okay, and uh, Facebook, uh, Divine Shirt Company on Facebook. Cool, and you have—I yeah. I know you have like examples of some of the shirts there because I've seen a lot of them on there. And yeah, know, like I think part of the reason that I connected with you in the first place, whenever it was we first started talking to yeah. each other, is because like you had done so many shirts for local bands that I'd had on the show, <laughs> and like and also just bands yeah. that I listened to. It's it's crazy how many like Winnipeg's very got a very huge music scene, and you seem to have a good chunk of it uh, kind of locked down, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, and the best part about that is it's all been kind of word of mouth, really. Like, you print for one band, and because everybody's kind of so woven together, yeah, one band will recommend another, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And then trying to be, being as real as possible with people is kind of just, I think people appreciate that. Like They do. Um, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it just it was kind of like a small fire that caught caught on big, and, and uh, super thankful for that. Yeah. I don't know if fire is the best uh, analogy to use. Yeah, right that. when I started, I was like, maybe snowball is a yes, better snowball one. Snowball <laughs> might be better, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, what you just said, it's something that actually comes up on this podcast a lot, is that I think Winnipeg music fans, anyway, they tend to recognize uh, authenticity, and people, yeah. you know, there's a really high bullshit detector in Winnipeg, music scene especially, and I think people can yeah. kind of recognize that, even outside of the music part of it. Like, they, you know, they can tell Absolutely. someone they're dealing with has the same, the same kind of values and the, the, the same... Uh, way of do, going about things that they do. Absolutely, yeah. 